you are listening to the empowering indian expats podcast if you are an indian living abroad feeling stuck in an average 9 to 5 or a job or business that's not helping you reach your full potential this is the podcast to tune in where you will find your role models and learn from their dream struggle victory stories this is your host ehsan ali a long time it professional living in sydney australia who has made it his mission to find and unpack these stories the strategies and life lessons of successful and inspiring indian expats to help you and i reach our full potential today's guest is a young indian expat in australia who has built his career in a very unique way currently he is a cto at a startup from day one of his job back home in india alongside he was also running a web and digital design business while most people struggle with one job how did he successfully ran a business and also rapidly grew in his career at the same time so my intention of talking to prakhar rawat today is to find out his approach and his strategy in building a business and growing a career at the same time i also want to know whether he was supported by mentors or guides that were helpful in his journey so without further ado let's talk to prakhar Hi Prakar welcome to the show Thanks sir thanks for actually inviting me to this uh, it's a privilege uh, to be honest so yeah let's have a chat <laughs> Yeah I'm really excited to unpack your story Prakar and by cover the stories of Indian expats on this podcast to either transition into entrepreneurship successfully from their jobs or they are doing interesting stuffs within their career as well so uh, you are one of those guys uh, who have kind of done both so you're just 30 year old and uh, right now you are cto of a company and you also ran a company all through your job so there's lot to get out of your story so yeah let's get it started so tell me where you come from start from or let's just tell me what you are doing right now as a cto of simple io what do you do yes, so i'm currently taking care of a technology function for simple it's a marketing resource management software or you can say more of a task management resource management tool for marketers and they can collaborate and especially after the covid thing right the culture has shifted the working with agency the style to work with marketing agencies with a marketing company has changed drastically so we live on microsoft stack our application runs on microsoft as a you know platform as a service and our code is on top of it and the way it works and hangs in together is that we can leverage microsoft teams so basically our application more so opens within the teams that's one aspect uh, of the collaboration but yes end of the day because every marketer needs to have a have a curated content before it goes to market mm. or goes live and what is simple well we do everything whether it's you know your print ads tv ads you know like whether you're repurposing any marketing material or you're trying to you know take approval on on something which is really important which is upcoming for your events yeah this is what simple does and yes i take care of the technology side of things love <laughs> it man so it's very interesting so today you are cto of a company which is in marketing tech you started as a simple typical indian it professional maybe 10 12 years back 10 years back almost <laughs> almost and pretty much like maybe a programmer and i think you became a incident manager and service delivery manager and within last 3 4 5 years i think you have changed a lot and i'm very happy to hear starting as a programmer and incident manager which is you know pretty uh, <laughs> thankless job pretty uh, because only when there are problems people call you and people yell at you and from there 
uh, you moved on and being a CTO of a company in marketing tech. So it requires a lot of new learnings that you have gone through. So it's very interesting. So start from your education. What did you do? Did you study computer science or you did? Some so I, I, I happen to be an engineer, partly by choice, partly not by choice. Uh, I did my engineering in electronics and telecommunication from Amity University, Noida. Amity, uh, yeah, I've heard so of it. So I yeah. went there. It was great, great university, good stuff. But in the first semester, I understood that I'm not a fit to be an engineer. Seriously? Like, if you see every engineer in India studies approximately 65 courses in the span of four years. Like, every semester will have like eight subjects or 10 subjects. And you're reading books and, you know, like big, thick books. And what you're getting out of it, actually, it's nothing. Your entire career is maybe one chapter of data communication network book by, you know, so-and-so author which you studied in your seventh semester. And ultimately, my career is this. I actually studied, you know, over there, what is networking and there is a cloud concept and cloud computing. So much of theory and no practical. Mm. It is, you know, like Indians are known for hardworking people who will go and who will brush up things. You know, for me, it was very different. I used to spend uh, four hours or 10 hours, maybe on a chapter, maybe on a one paragraph and then actually dig around what it is. Mm. If it's of if look if it's of some interest, else you know I was that kind of a guy that one day before I used to call up my friend and say, hey, do you know important questions? So he's like, no, no. Yeah, last minute. Then I'll actually use my you know nice sober image and go to the professor one day mm. before and say, you know, sir, I'll fail tomorrow. Can you please give me uh, you know the important questions? Mm. Sometimes it was a success, Hassan. I you know like I don't <laughs> want to name my professor. They like 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 he mm. loves me, but sometimes he just say, yeah, you study these uh, five modules. You mm. will pass. And then I used to become a reseller of it. So I used to then call up my friend and say, what, uh, yeah, I know what's happening in tomorrow's exam. <laughs> so if you want, <laughs> if you want the questions, I'll give it to you. <laughs> so like from there, I understood that this is not what I want to do. Being an engineer and that to electronics and telecommunication, this is not something I actually love. I actually, you know, fancy about. So mm. my first semester, I miserably failed. I actually passed, but I... I feel in my eyes because, you know, 40% for me as my academics is concerned is very low. I did play mm. at the exam, mm. but my C, my data structures, like all those subjects, I didn't understood the computer and the coding. Uh, second semester, a bit of, you know, what do you say, those etc. sort of thing happened. You fell in love with a girl and then mm. you have, you know, your friends and then you get spoiled. So mm. second semester was something like that. And apparently I had some medical issues which was actually like sort of a side effect of what I did in my second semester Mm. and yeah there was I I had four I had four backs in total three exams I didn't uh, gave and one back was the computer science again and I failed so my dad was posted at that point time in Lucknow and my mom was there so you know I, I said to my mom that look I think I know computers more than anyone else because you know I do many other things I can make a website I can do this but this coding and programming stuff this is not new so she took me to a company, you know, I'm pretty sure when this podcast will go live, my mentor at that point in time and today will actually see this and say, oh, you mentioned me. <laughs> so he was the one who asked, who, who was the first person I saw who left a job with HCL. And he started his own company right. in Lucknow. And Lucknow is not a very metropolitan place. No. You know, everyone knows that, you know, it is good. It's the capital of Uttar Pradesh, but it's not something where you will go and you will feel like, you know, this is the hub where I'll get opportunities. I saw that guy hustling. My mom introduced uh, me to him and asked him, okay, here's my son, you know, train him, teach him. So I was actually getting a tuition sort of a class from a techie like him. 
ஆமாங்க <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'll actually take the name of that person. His name is Ashish Kohli. And he's there in my LinkedIn. And, he, and I'm pretty sure when he will hear it, he will be like, oh, you mentioned me. But yeah. So he said, you know, this is E. Balaguru Swami. The first chapter is what I'm going to uh, actually sit with you and tell you about. Rest of it, I'll not tell you. The first chapter was all about the concepts. Why we are doing what we are doing. How this world operates. How does a billing software work? And how does a website work? End of the day, it's a logic. Mm. Syntax can change from a technology to a technology. Logic never changes. Mm. and you know what he says and sort of what he said at that point in time is like if you understand there is something that is procedure oriented and one is object oriented mm. object oriented programming is really good because you know what you are doing mm. right and then you are repurposing it again and again in your life mm. procedure oriented is yes it's a way that you know you are you know you are waking up having a morning tea taking a dump and then going to bed mm. it's a cycle So it's a nine-to-five mm. job. It's like you know that's how the C works and the C. Mm-hmm. No, very nice, very so, nice. Yeah. And then Java <laughs> is the extension of it. So that was so that was some somewhat a moment where I realized that you know what this is what I want to do. I happened to you know then have certain associations with IET as a community in India, and then I started working from second year onwards with a company as Microcell, whose whose customer was Microsoft. So I started working when I was age of nineteen. i was actually working and was actually hanging around with people of my age you know so you had already finished your engineering is it no 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 in my second year i started working oh you started working in your okay second so, year so so it all started from that side of things and then i used to do my college 9 to 5 and then i used to do my night shift and evening shifts right and what i was doing i was actually coding the search engine uh, for bing seriously uh, algorithms and i was so, also learning linux and i was sort of working for barclays and i was sort of helping them deploy their more of their email exchange servers on linux and stuff like that so it all started back then so i used to hang around age of 19 i used to hang around with people of my age right now like 30 or 35 of of like 40 because you know i used to be their uh, sidekick so you mm. know do this do that for us for me it was knowledge mm. it was getting a perspective you know mm. what they do and apparently one day i thought you know this is a great opportunity that i get and i work for someone how are they getting their customers mm. so then you know i then i made friendship with the business people over there and so like you know let's go out for uh, you know maybe tea or coffee and they started saying you know what the world is changing towards the bidding world and you know we have to bid go to freelancer.com mm. you know and there is something known as odesk which is now called as upwork okay Mm. Like, we go there you know like the latest project we were working that 40000 dollars one we got it from there i'm like okay cool so i understood that it's easy to do because there will be many people like you know and i don't and i'm 19 i don't want to be 35 and still doing the coding work then mm. i can actually be 
if I'm half as good as and half as successful as that business guy, mm. get the deal, I can actually well not really reproduce people like me, but I can actually find people like me, or <laughs> mm, 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 mm. uh, or with you know that sort of a matching skill set and just right. do it. So that's how my side hustle started. So despite me focusing on a job sort of a nine to five engagement, and once my once my engineering was done, I got uh, selected by HCL. So mm. you know, uh, HCL I joined as incident management. I actually loved that. Why? Because I was talking to people. Apparently, Kohl's supermarket was one of my customers at there at, at that point in time. I had and I had no clue that I'll be in Australia one day. <laughs> so I used to talk to people, and they used to say, "My data center is in Tarunga," mm. and I was like, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, mate, all good." So mm. again, my English, right? My English is adoption, or you can say I have a good habit of doing mimicry, Hassan. I can copy people fast. Mm. So when I used to speak to people from Australia, they used to use this word "mate" a lot. Mm. What's going on, mate? What's mm. happening, mate? Like, mm. This is perfect. Next time, you know, he rang me up and he's like, "Hey, am I talking to someone in my in my L one support?" I'm like, "Hey, mate, yes, Trucker, this side. How are you?" Then he's mm. like, <laughs> "I spoke to this guy last week and he wasn't speaking like that." So I mm. sort of adopted the best practices and I made mm. the best of what I had, son. Despite being, you know, coming from a nice Microsofty Barclays of experience, I was thrown into a data center operations. as an incident management specialist over there mm. and you know they were like they were colleagues of mine who you know who spent like 8 8 years 10 years in that journey and i was seeing them in they are the shift lead they are the tech lead mm. and end of the day what they're doing they're doing the same job being mm. up the phone and then triaging the issues and then you know waking up somewhere in australia and you know that is linux admin and saying this is to for you to do that was a mindset asan i would have crashed that i know more than this i'm not suitable for dc ops i am more as you know more of a linux administrator or a server administrator maybe a software engineering stuff not for support and initial triage but i actually understood that one thing i was talking to people who were not in my country if i mm. wasn't so if i was in that sort of a domain i mm. my exposure were like like would have been what talking to talented people but then i will always be a superior one because i was doing something on my side hustle as well so i started connecting dots and like cool i'm getting an exposure i'm talking to people who are outside the country learning more about them i'm able to talk to them they are able to consider me as a friend so i was able to build that relationship mm. and that's what that was the best thing i liked about working with hcl and then vinit nair in specific when he was he was in the leadership team I apparently met him twice, and this whole idea around you know my employee, people first and uh, first, my customer yeah. second actually struck me a lot because I thought you know what if you have to be successful or you know one tenth of to be successful you need people under you. Mm. So what I did was coming back to again the journey of entrepreneurship in parallel. I I went about bidding for on these um, sites freelance and upwork freelancing and you know how old were you then uh, Prakash how old how old were you nineteen sorry I was twenty one. So you I just guess. finished your engineering. Yeah, finished your engineering. Job. Yeah, I got a job. Two thousand twelve, thirteen. I stayed there in HCL that point in time. So it was it was actually good for me because I was doing night shifts as well. It was a twenty four seven stuff. So I'm like, cool. After you're done with one step, like one part of your eight hours gone like this, I have a lot of time right now to just you know talk to people. Just just put some bread. I started with people uh, who were asking for you know, hey, I have hundred dollars right now and I want a website. So I started with website development because that was the easiest thing and the convenient most thing. And that you had learned while you were uh, in college and working with those exactly. companies. Exactly. 
exactly so that was like you know cool i know html3 at that point time html5 just came in 2013 14 which was a big thing like that's fine i can do it then i've figured out about templates about you know copying the code trying to make something out of you know like i was doing it all by myself what i did also was i thought for learning from vineet nayas and the leadership politics and stuff i said you can only be successful in this life if you have people behind you so mm-hmm. I started outsourcing thing on the same platform. So I'm like, what I can best do is if I, if I can take a thousand dollar project and then mm-hmm. I can then find people to do it. Mm-hmm. And then I actually, you know, I'm in touch with people who are from Bangladesh, Ukraine, Sri Lanka, who mm-hmm. few of them, I have actually met them in person. I was grateful to do that. Rest mm-hmm. of them, it's been what, more than 12 years mm-hmm. of my association. I haven't met them. And even in simple, in this organization, I've got my... Guy who was like, what, he was age of 15 in Bangladesh when I actually hired him for a dollar an hour. Mm. And now he's my automation QA for simple. And he makes a very decent salary and he lives like a king in Bangladesh. Awesome. So that's, that's like, you know, because I understood if, if I'm working for myself today, Mm. right. And if I'm just working for myself, I'll be an, any other nine to five guy who will buy a house, a car, have kids and die. For Mm. me, Esan, it was, for me, it was like, cool. How, how, how do you challenge yourself? For me, it's more about setting up timelines, like, like setting up things that, you know, I just decide that I have to do it. And yes, it may be unrealistic for even myself, but at mm. least I'll reach somewhere and I'll work so, towards it. So question that comes in my mind is what drives you? And while I was listening to you, I was uh, connecting the dots. So when you were in, uh, still in college, you got exposure to professionals in Barclays, in Microsoft and the company that was serving these uh, people. So you got exposure to senior professional and definitely they were driven because they were running companies. And when you came out, you met Mr. Ashish Kohli, who became mm-hmm. your mentor. Again, you saw a guy who's a hustler and driven. And then you got in HCL, you met Vineet Nair, again, a hustler and a leader. So you didn't get time to be with people who are doing the same thing for years and years. You actually got in a way lucky to be surrounded by people who shaped up your thought process. So, And that's the same thought processes you carried. So you didn't have to really think like, okay, there is any other way. This is the way and I like it and I'll do it. Yeah, Esan, look, I sort of agree and also disagree. So actually, all your choices. I'm a firm believer that if I feel that I can buy a Mercedes and I want a Mercedes, that's basically God sending me a message that, you know what, you have a fucking goal that you have to achieve. And to mm. achieve that, mm. what you can do mm. is what you define yourself to be. Mm. Like in, in, in all honesty, and you know, being in Australia right now for like, I'll be completing my four years in November. It is, it's like, you know, that Australian dream come true. Mm. And from an outset, when people see it, they're like, this guy is high on stars. No, I have failed every day. I have mm. failed every hour and I know what failure looks like. Mm. Life is like a sine wave. It goes up and goes down. Mm. You as a person know when it's going up, but then you don't do anything. You celebrate that moment and you wait for a downfall because right. that's, that's what your graph is end of the day. Mm. And that's for majority people. I don't, I don't like. So you started a company, uh, you started do freelancing and then you got the project, you hired other freelancers and you started to develop. So that was a web development company, right? So, yes. So that was a web development company. It actually started as a web development company, but then I got trained into ITL V3 and V... Uh, that happened know, like, because like you were in incident management. At exactly. XCL. Because that was my other line. So, you know, and then I got certified. Mm. That's also, you know, actually a good segue towards our uh, conversation later on maybe. But, mm. you know, 
once you get a credibility once you get a certificate a trust me certification is much more valuable than my btech degree because no one asks whether you are engineer or not mm. today but people check if you are a azure solution certified architect or not or you are aws guy or not mm. they actually check that sort of angle more rather than your background of whether you did your mba right. or your engineering right right or you did a harvard course look at the end of the day i what matters is that certification because what happened when i did that certification there was a bit of talks in you know in my office circle and stuff like that oh he has done the certification let's you know there were other people like 10 years 20 years experience they were like we haven't got that let's do it i actually thought about an idea that why not why not start you know training people on this so this was right. another another dimension of my startup want to prove real spirit yeah yes like itsm consultant like i wasn't a consultant like honestly i was just doing a data center operations but i understood you know difference between event alert and incident mm-hmm. and i understood how the how how it works i actually saw my shift lead cv lying in office one day because he was trying to apply for a job in ibm mm-hmm. so i'm like copy pasted what you have mm-hmm. written in your cv is what i do actually mm-hmm. and then apparently one day my tech lead left his laptop and went away and i just signed him into mm-hmm. his laptop and i saw his cv and mm. i actually came to know that you know he is actually trying to find a job in bt uh yeah. a telecom over there i'm like this is perfect now i actually understood that whatever you're writing in your cv is mm. i am doing that because you're making me work mm. so i actually took it very, like i took it very positively i'm not that kind of a person as an mm. will say the boss has given me stuff I'm like i am happy with my boss who gives me that stuff because mm. if i can i can practically be that person very quick because mm. i know what you what you are selling yourself in the mm. market Mm. So it's easy but look coming back to that again <laughs> the company structure i started that piece and then we thought let's register this entity because it is now becoming serious mm. because mm. i'll 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 give you i'll give you an idea i was making what about 40000 indian rupees in hcl per mm. month which is mm. like 800 dollars aud as of guys uh, today mm. 2021 <laughs> right mm. <laughs> so i was making this amount of money mm. uh, plus i was making a triple of it from mm. my business mm. but I, but i never left my job why because my parents said to me one thing that life needs to be stable mm. and you know i come from a non business background mm. with my respect to my family so no one mm. has done their own business and stuff like that mm. but it's all about you have to be stable in your life mm. you know business can go up and down but you know you get salary on day so mm. you know there is there are like few lines as on that i always uh, remember my grandfather used to tell me are you working for weekend mm. right are you working for weekend or you are working off weekend mm. so it's like working towards to like monday to friday do you like do you wait for saturday and sunday for fun mm. or do you wait for saturday and sunday because you know that these two days will make me five days ahead of other people mm. so that's that's how you know i started and i still i am that's my life i still go 9 to 5 to my office or pay attention to 9 to 5 towards my you know office and office hours 3 to 4 hours i study and another 2 hours or 3 hours i do my side hustles and while i'm online i am actually available to look into things even if my office needs me so my usp becomes my availability and at a at a very senior cto level my teams actually like my entire team i would feel like 
close to 35 40 people like rolling up to me in the company they see me working till late night of two o'clock or three o'clock and then again waking up at seven they get inspired from me i actually get inspired from my ceo aiden because you know we do a high five i sleep late and he wakes up early we do a high five together i'm like food perfect uh, because he's a he's an early morning person and i'm a late night person but we do a coverage and after a certain point in career we what we for us it's not about you know what let's do this something which will give us ten thousand dollars no it's not about that as a company we are looking for big things how we can shape up the things how we can work towards new technology mm-hmm. solve, solve some problems mm-hmm. so yeah this is sort of the life and uh, this is something that i've practiced a lot i'm not saying it's very good for your health might not be good for your health, might not be good for or applicable for everyone. No, I understand that. It's a perspective. And you know, I'm again connecting the dots. You you have had community or surrounding of people who were like that. You know, you have seen only driven people, you know, starting your college days when we were, you were interning. From then onwards, you have only seen driven people. In HCL as well, you saw Vineet and uh, driven people. Huh. Uh, even the company that you're working with right now, it's a startup. So the CEO is driven. So you have chosen, of course, you have chosen this surrounding. Now, another thing I observed is uh, quickly getting into the your uh, rapid movement. So mm. while you were working, in, working on your business on the site, uh, you were changing companies very fast, like almost every year you change companies. Yes. Okay. okay. Was it was it as a strategy or you were getting bored with what you were doing or w- what was driving you? What was the thought process? Why you were changing? So in nine, 10 years of your work experience, you would be, would have worked in like six, seven companies, I guess. Yes. Now, it's actually good because I actually find hard making a CV now. Like, you know, like whether it's a six page CV, shall I teleport what I did at every place or shall mm. I just talk about what I do today? Not kidding. Uh, <laughs> but look, um, you're 100% right. So strategy, right? I I was blessed that I was doing something on the side, right? And I and I say blessed because obviously there's a divine power which supports you and in your mm. you know uh, achievements. Mm. I would say at the same point in time, Esan, every place I worked, like I worked for HCL. Fast forwarding, I actually got a straight offer from Intel. When I was at HCL, and it was a Singapore and you know a mix of Singapore and Indian opportunity. Went in there and then from from that piece, I got an opportunity for from nuclear softwares and nuclear software. So basically, and, these guys approached you and you said yes. Another yes. one approached and you said yes. Okay. I would say perfect. Why? Because I was thinking cool. When I was at HCL, I was doing incident management, not something that I want to do long in my life, right? So at Intel, it was completely moving data centers or moving things from, you know, an on-prem to VMware technology and stuff like that. And I said, look, plus it's a brand name, it's Intel. But then to leave Intel with such a big brand name, which is like, you know, it's like one of your dream companies to work for, where you were spoiled and pampered by all the employment benefits that you can get. I chose Nucleus Software, which is not a small company, which is like 3,000 employees and stuff, world's best lending solution. Is because again that factor of you know interaction. When I was at Intel, I was doing and I was working for a company where again I had zero customer interaction. I had zero business interaction. I was a doer. I was doing, I was into code on and servers and maintaining some piece. But there was no end-to-end visibility of what's happening in the business and how the business is running. That was mm-hmm. missing. And to mm-hmm. achieve a pinnacle over there would have taken me 20 years, Asan. 
right so i thought so you you always had career aspiration is it obviously i always thought that you know what i am doing in my day job is a separate story to what i am doing after after that an employer should not have a problem because i'm not going after their customers what were one. your aspiration you know the speed <laughs> with which you were growing what was your aspiration what were you looking for in career what i want was to understand the business how this company works what are like what are the key things that they operate on right and then what part i am contributing towards it i used to have a good conversation with more senior people in any organization rather than having it having it with my own manager mm. i'll give you a good example in 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 nucleus you know my i was there i would have left that company in 3 months or 4 months because i was like this is again a repetition of you know bit of hcl now where mm. i am again managing the delivery and the support side of things yes i'm interacting with people but the culture and you know the politics is too much but every everywhere i went in my life as son i was able to find or you can say or i hunted for that one person or that one reason i can stick at that place and and my vp was that person i like because he gave me an opportunity i was young i was 24 the guy who was previously managing it was 20 years more than me and then he left and he gave me an opportunity he's like i'm here if you fail don't worry go do your best and when someone gives you that confidence right you 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 don't work for yourself now that you are basically a slave to that person in some capacity but you don't want to disappoint that person hmm. so there is this reasoning behind and again that you know with, uh, saying that having people behind you above you or or lower you doesn't matter So if someone reports to me that's also a team and I work for them because you know it's not only my family that's that's getting the benefit it's their mm. family mm. at the same point in time I don't want to break the trust of the person who is on top of me mm. but at a certain point the reason I hop on because of opportunity all my managers so far in my careers have understood that this guy is a bloody opportunist mm. Mm. So you left HCL because you got uh, offer from Intel and it was a good when you got there of course you learned new things which you were not doing from Intel you got a call from Nucleus why what made you leave Intel because you did not have much of customer inf- interaction it was more of exactly. an R- R&D space R&D here, space yeah in so here in Nucleus, Nucleus was more yeah. implementation plus yeah. financial background in lending like implementing lending solutions and stuff and which was here you got a call again Uh, uh well yes but then uh, i didn't moved on and moved off from nucleus and i actually stayed there for like quite a big time well <laughs> like big when you see my career <laughs> big time would be 2 years yes okay. 2 years 6 months 2 years 5 months <laughs> so what happened what, what what was the reason for the next move so the reason i'm asking is uh, twofold i mean i have done this mistake i stick in hmm. places for a very long time i was disillusioned about what my career uh, is going to be i probably i was not really looking forward to it but a lot of people uh, get uh, stuck in one place for various reason one is fear yeah, of uh, one is fear if i get out whether i'll get it and whether i'll be able to perform not other one is i'm already very comfortable paying getting paid reasonably well even if i change i'll get a little bit more and all mm-hmm. of this so there are various reasons you know it could, it could be multiple yeah. reasons But and there's uh, a third I, one, Nesan. There's also a third one. Which and, is what is that? The biggest one. You believe in your boss more than you believe in yourself. Oh, that's a blunder, man. That's like a. Uh, <laughs> so if your boss is a guy like me, then you are sorted because I because I take care of my people. If like if you see simple employees right now, you know everyone either gets a six month every six months they get a salary hike in Australia, 
or they're in you know like around the globe every six months they get something either a promotion vertical change or money you know why I, and why i give this like i have to have this conversation with my cfo and my ceo to say now nah, i'm giving this promotion no i'm having this guy to do this because i know if i don't do that he will be in market if he's like me because i am like that right and i never believed in promises made to me like actually made by the management or the leadership team when i was at a lower level because for me that's a piece of a paper that's that's like you know that's like just you know I would say my mom promising me that you know cool cool go to like just go to school because when you come back i'll actually make jalebi for you mm. but then she will never make jalebi for me because she don't mm. want me to eat jalebi so nucleus nucleus was a good exposure uh, to us clients right that was uh, dealing with more US. of uk customers uk customers okay. and more of it gave me an application lens of things look hcl incident management intel rnd you would say but the real application the use of it the customer side of actually having an application being used you know and how it gets implemented and how it moves into a sustained support and the environment management stuff that you know all the licensing and how i work with different vendors like wipro hp i actually got a very nice view of operations i would say from a support incident to then moving into real ops world and understanding the implementation and how that sort of things work release management processes works deployment works and it was all on prem at that point in time you know no agile concept it was no ticketing system very done in a very yeah right so what i'm hearing prakhar is again uh, going back to my early days of career where people used to say if it is a project i will work in which is development if it is support i will not work in because exactly. their focus was about just the work they were not really looking at a career or they were not looking at it from business perspective whereas for you starting at 19 you worked with businesses so the language you heard was always business you did not hear like development or support so huh. your mindset was always about how does this work you know you were looking at a bigger picture so you know you know in one word if i have to summarize you always heard bigger picture you saw people talking about bigger picture and that's what got ingrained your in your mind so when you did intel r&d or when you did incident management or when you come came on nucleus and did service delivery management if for you it was not service delivery management or support management for you it was big picture exactly okay? and that's what you utilized so when you said oh i was doing support i already knew incident management i did bit of service delivery here but i also learned release management release management if somebody looks at it as a career it's it's just one thing release management but if you look at it in a in a bigger picture it's a very big thing you know rolling out your code in live production is a very big thing and you can't afford to do mistakes so you got that perspective so i really like what you said and i'm repeating for a reason a lot of people get stuck into i'm a java developer hmm. i'm a service delivery manager i'm a solution delivery manager i'm an agile coach i'm a business analyst i'm a project manager i'm a solution architect exactly okay but what are you doing are you increasing revenue of a company are you saving cost for the company are you mitigating risk for the company what are you doing so if that is the question then uh, the thought process starts to broaden up and exactly and you did it from day one and which is which is probably the reason you were growing fast because you one one year you learned it now what next if there is nothing next and if somebody calls me i'm going to go there 
one question coming in my mind which would be in a lot of people mind yaar this guy was in early 20s and mid 20s how was he getting calls from this company and when intel called he didn't even have the experience that intel needed so i actually copied my tech leads profile you would have told me because i'm like so, still <laughs> okay uh, you had the profile and you used to send it to recruiters or no no i used to just update on like update it properly on nokri.com back in india and ah, so nokri.com was working well uh, was really working well for me because again i actually understood because look i've coded search engine so i practically understand how this works there is there Love are it. hacks you know just go and update your cv and then in india market and australia market is very different india market you know recruiters are like sir we have a job mm. please be there like calling sir to a 22 year old yeah. no i can relate to it i i went through that no really so i i quickly want to add in here prakar what you did with nokri.com it is possible to do the same anywhere in the world today with linkedin and much better way than you did with nokri you you acknowledge that yeah so that's that's an area again we will not go into detail but with your story it's very obvious what you did you looked at people who were ahead of you you understood how they put it in there and then also in nokri.com you see good professional how they write you just just yeah. did it you took an effort to create that uh, in our community unfortunately i'm not bad mouthing our own community but what i'm saying is majority of people look into their resume or linkedin profile only when they are thinking about getting a job and that could be like 3 years 5 years or 10 years after they have been in a job and depending how much you love your boss <laughs> yeah that's hazardous i mean that's hazardous because career is these days it's it's very difficult to build a career if it's if you're not strategic about it because employer or your boss as you said is not really taking care of you i mean he doesn't have or she doesn't have a lot of time to think about your well-being and career right when mm-hmm. while you are in touch for that 8 hours he or she is doing his or her best to Now take care of you, but beyond that, it's your life, it's your career. So they are not going to do that. It's completely our our job. So I'm I'm really appreciative of what you have done and how you have done and 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 you shared it so quickly. I want to go forward from nucleus to this government job. How did you get that one? So uh, NCML, look, it's a semi-government organization. I would say partly backed by Fairfax, partly backed by the government. and i was actually a sort of hired over there for to manage the entire it region for gurgaon and other districts on the uh, in the north side of india so again you got the call through nokri.com no this was my desperate attempt why to achieve the nirvana of stability in my life or oh, you so, thought i'll give it in government and it will become yeah, a yeah. i'm like this is the oh one thing left now <laughs> so let me just try my hand over there plus what has happened in parallel was uh you know in just before just before i've left nucleus and joined in cml we as a company won an award in uh, new york so my mrs god and you know like she she went on to stage people clap for the best entrepreneur in asia back for um, the business that you guys were running yes. in parallel oh, okay because of that because that one time i had what roughly 18 or 19 people working for me right so that business was also a big factor in and there were those you know thoughts coming to my mind as well leave leave nucleus do your own own bit mm. but then there was another you know king can a craze in mind to work for government and then see what angles i can work over mm-hmm. there and this is also something that you know i should do in my life so at that one time we we actually won that award and straight i believe two weeks from there afterwards we lost our biggest client 
Hmm. So we actually made uh, we we were doing uh, search engine optimization for a dental company in Florida. So he was basically outsourcing it to us. Hmm. Our account he used to charge five hundred dollars, and they were having like about two fifty, two sixty dental labs. And I was getting per account only hundred dollars. Hmm. But Asan, hundred dollars into two hundred yeah, accounts per rupees, month. Yeah. Hmm. Is lot of money in anywhere in any country, hmm. specifically because I used to pay my guys what I used to pay them. I actually built their life up to start from one dollar an hour. I used to give them what four hundred dollars a month hmm. in a country, and you know, like despite all the challenges that they are facing, they are having a decent job, and hmm. it is more certain than working for an MNC because I used to pay them double, triple. You know, you okay, fine. You want to do this? You want to buy this out? Here's the money. Take it. Hmm. So. Everything was going like a dream life for me, and from an outset, mm. but things changed, and I lost my and I lost my major account, mm. and that was also you know what you can say you observe failure and you mm. have those moments where you get scared because the mistake that I did was and as as an entrepreneur, once I got a big account and it was growing, all my focus energy was going over there. Right, and I stopped talking to small people. Mm. And when I say small people, I'm talking about hustlers, mm. which was your core when you which started. Which was which was my core thing, right? Because I used to help people free of cost. Mm. When you're starting your business, mm. I'll make a website, mm. you know, free of cost, and someone will be like, "Wow, thanks," you know, and he will always remember me, Asan. Mm. So it's a relationship that I've got for a life by doing what? Maybe I work on a weekend by mm. actually getting someone. So I used to help businesses. Mm. and because i know if they grow i grow and if their friend sees it i get in direct business too but i stopped that yeah that was the reason i i lost a big account and then i was back to cool how much money is there in my fixed deposit mm. because now i have so many people working to for me pay. yeah and i am to pay them i paid them mm. i never stopped anyone's salary mm. ever and mm. with god's face that should and i think i'll never do that ever in my life to anyone mm. as well because you know money is important for everyone and mm. Mm. So yeah that was another sort of a trigger point for me to you know get towards stability because you stability. know what happens when something goes wrong in your life mm. and you fail that failure ham that okay you can react to a failure you can say i'll win the next day it looks good like retrospectively i can say many motivational things to people and they will be like yeah but only you know when you suffer at mm. that point in time and mm. there is no comparison nessan that my suffering was more or less than someone else who is listening mm. to me today mm. at point in time that suffering was a major suffering for a guy who was doing so many things mm. and you know boom customer gone mm. and now you have the team and now you know and now you tell your team that you know we lost that account and everyone is like they're not asking but they're thinking will he pay us <laughs> so yeah that was a trigger point for me to join ncml that you know what getting a decent big hump of a salary mm. doing a government job mm. you know how the government jobs are mm. so you know two hours of prakhar over there was equivalent to maybe eight hours of someone having samosa chais and you know mm. uh, and plus working and then somehow trying to work so so you was, were heading it there is it yes so i was heading the entire uh, it ops over there and you were what uh, 25 26 yeah it's 25 Twenty-five, twenty-five and a half. Yeah. <laughs> so, tell me a glimpse of, give me a glimpse of the interview that you had with the guys in government, which made you, which 
made them uh, believe in you that this 25 year old guy is the right one for us so look this entire stuff if you see it all revolved around you know oh why government it started it started with that why this so they asked you, that question you know you question. have okay. implemented solutioning you have implemented lending solution this and that great this is also doing the finance world so but you haven't worked in our culture hmm and like yes i know but i'm adaptive i can work in different places i can talk to different people i can slap when needed and i can smile at the same point in time it's all about selling yourself at that point in time people when especially in government jobs and stuff you know yourself that the person sitting in front of you is not super technical mm. and even if he is you can give respect to him for that if you can't answer the questions mm. and the same point in time you know that you have to play the person out it's a 15 minute to a one hour conversation it's not mm. much mm. so if you go as a winner into the conversation and say that cool yeah i can do this i can do that with that being said in all honesty i did that i was mm. part of a, like one of the biggest digital transformation projects that they had asan get back to the interview so one the, the, the interview process is all about you know young age how will you manage it and i'm like look i've done multiple things in my life and at a very starting age the one thing that people liked and especially the people liked over there was me starting at 19 so if you see the story okay so that's the thing it's it's it, it always stood out for me and even now when i go into you know different conferences and stuff like that and you know the age gets discussed people say like you know we have the youngest one and i i still don't look like very young my appearance is very mature maybe because at the age of 19 i was hanging around with 35 year old <laughs> and he so was a best buddy so i want to call out one thing here for uh, people who are listening to this everybody has a career story right yeah. we need to look into ourselves deeply and see what really makes sense for the market use that as career story but everybody needs to have a career story today because everybody is nobody is an employee today everybody is a business of you okay and from that perspective career story is it's absolutely necessary and everybody has one is just that need to be discovered so i like your career story which oh i started in 19 i was hanging out with microsoft and barclays <laughs> fantastic all right <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know then i got in hcl and i got inspired by vinit man fantastic <laughs> and then i got in intel and you know that was the company to be at that time because you know so and so reasons and then so you have a career story and it's very easy to tell and that i, I can understand how people yeah, so so in the government uh, we will finish on the government one i think one question they would have uh, asked you or may not have asked you let me know is uh, hey prakar you work for not more than a year or so in any company and we are government organization we are looking for people who are kind of stable yes. so did they so ask my, so my answer at that point in time i said and i'll be really truthful over here i said sir i'm here to retire <laughs> if, so if i had that, enough i had enough now i'm here to retire and that's why i'm coming to you yes so look i do anything and everything to make a deal i am a cto but i go into sales conversations as well Good. and i believe people appreciate that because i go with a lot of you know sense logic behind it plus i'm there to win the situation and for me it's all about winning asan and love winning I love winning and you know I win in my head before I entering into a conversation or any sort of situation awesome and, and how long did you stay in that government uh, job 
Uh, so look, over there it was a very funny thing. I had to adjust to many things which was not normal for me in my MNC life. You know, talking to people who didn't speak English, then someone spitting outside the office and that was the new normal. You know, talking to non-technical people. I actually still remember I actually emailed someone asking for a sign-off, Esan. Mm. Can you can you please sign off on this? God bless him. That guy printed out a forty-page document, signed the forty pages, quoted it to me at my house, and then the office boy came to me and said, "Hey, sir, you know this is a document. Can you countersign?" Like, why countersign? Because you you actually sent an email to him saying that you know I need a sign off, and I'm like, oh, that just meant I'm okay on an email, but now now so from that shift towards then working towards the government, you know. what you can say aspects of you know enabling the digital transformation the modi wave as per our prime minister and the vision that he had to you know digitize the process how we can add value how you can mm. make lending solution fast mm. fast accessible you know what how you can cut the time on the process of the loan verification mm. so all mm. that thing it was really good because at when i was at uh, nucleus i saw the lending solution so i had mm. it was automotive it was different Mm. but the logic from the business that i got and mm. you know that exposure that i got and again i was least concerned about me doing a delivery management job or environment management job mm. for me the business idea and what the value prop that was important asan and mm. that helped me actually to crack the interview as well with them mm. because they understood that they that they are not hiring someone they are mm. hiring uh, like like they're not just hiring anyone they're hiring a person who has implemented certain solutions in over 12 13 countries previously and he has done mm. that in two years span because mm. when i've joined that organization the implementation time was roughly what three years for the region mm. with some amount of cost mm. i implemented by like what close to 12 to 13 places in span of two years in nucleus or in you talking about the okay nucleus so So uh, there, but that was not your role. So how did you actually got into roles which was not really your designated designated so role? The thing is, as a company, if you try to prove yourself that you are someone who can wear multiple hats, people mm. think about resource cutting as well, and you know how to got it. Get one guy to you work have, toward. You have shared a lot of uh, nuggets here, uh, Prakash. But everything is very <laughs> simple. The way I'm very happy we are having this conversation. One thing, two, three things that came out of this conversation so far, and we'll wrap up in few minutes. One is, of course, be with people who are making things happen. There's no point just being average. It it doesn't really ins- inspire anybody. You know, anybody. So you were, you know, at nineteen, you were with the right kind of people. Then you came out. Your mom put. you with the right kind of people you got in hcl every way you sometimes it happens sometimes you chose to be the right person you said right i used to find one guy who becomes my reason to stick in that company for some more time yes. so finding mentors finding people who are driven is extremely important and this is again uh, without really uh, saying <laughs> i mean again in our community we are not really tuned to this thought process that we cannot really succeed on our own we got to hold somebody's hand we got to stand on the shoulders of another giant that's the only way so why at a young age you became a giant because you constantly rode on the shoulders of another giant so summarizing that so you know people do inspire and that's that that's where we grow second thing you said is because you at 19 you were with people you always looked at business side of it what's the yes. value value you always looked value. at value why we are doing what we are doing Exactly. Rather than I'm doing an incident manager role or service delivery manager role or programmer role or R&D engineer role, you always ask question why am I doing? 
okay and that's very important otherwise uh, like my lot of my friends who are stuck in one job and when they change a job what do they do so if they are the, it's a business analyst hmm. i get another business analyst role okay maybe i become a senior business analyst yes. maybe i get a little bit more money now you got a new environment so you got to be excited for 6 months and then again i'm a business analyst because you you focused on being that role rather than looking at the business value of it and for you what you did is because you looked at business value all the time role became immaterial for you irrelevant for you exactly awesome. and 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 asan that's actually right now me being a cto you know i was i was actually covered by a journalist on about insider that you know like technology leadership is it an uphill battle well mm-hmm. for some it is for some it is not it's not that every software engineer will actually grow into a cto and you have to be a really nice coder to do it like these days ctos are not just doing technology stuff mm-hmm. they are they are participating in sales they are participating in you know their marketing their go to market strategies they are they are envisioning about how the product is today they are handling many customer elements because end of the day you are running a business absolutely that's, absolutely that's something asan i am proud of it because a team that i made at simple and obviously prior where i was managing a team i always hired zeros and i am proudly saying this like zeros are the people who think that they are meant to do a certain thing and this is what their life is so you look at people who have drive rather than qualification and yeah uh, for and lots of accolades and all of those things exactly no, for that's me good. it doesn't it doesn't matter how skilled you are It, for me what matters is what's your attitude what's your attitude if i say that this is let's do something together i am doing this piece can you do this much i'll come back to you in next 6 hours no i like that that's the right attitude like i want to quickly cover your uh, uh, few sure. things uh, uh, i know no, we yeah. have taken more time uh, in the in the government organization i think you again worked for about 2 years Roughly, close to close to. close to two years, and you had the privilege to meet Modi as well because you did a fantastic yes. job on the loan thing, <laughs> which is good. We'll not go too deep into that. Uh, why did you leave there? Uh, Australia. Okay, so you, you wanted to I, come to Australia. Yes. So when nah wasn't really I had a dream to come to Australia to be honest, but when I went in there, I started to realize that I made a mistake because I have done an innovation, I've implemented something, and now it's a mundane job. and trust me it was hell boring as son like you know people say why are you leaving for a job or, or you know why are you looking for a job and people say oh, because i'm done it's very boring but trust me as son at that point in time it was very boring yeah. and i used to see the people around me and i used to like no i don't if i stick in this place for next 2 months i'll be like him so you left the government job came to australia Uh, i want to very quickly touch upon few things because it may help uh, some people yes. you came in you were like 27 year old yeah. but you had good work experience behind you uh, it doesn't matter asan yeah but you were fresh newcomer in australia exactly. but you uh, if i remember my conversation with you you landed up in a good job in uh, was it service delivery or was it uh, it it is head of site reliability engineering yeah uh, so it's like devops 24/7 devops 24/7 um, so how did you get that job incident management on steroids to be honest <laughs> incident management on steroids that's very interesting way of saying so how did you what did you do to get into the interview is my first question let's answer that and then i'll ask you the next one i applied to a place it was a contract role they were actually looking for a technical incident manager hmm. it's fluent 
and then join them turn into be a permanent position in less than three months uh, mm-hmm. to be head of site reliability engineer. So I want to know how did you reach there? So did you go through recruiter? Did you build a network? How did you go about finding that? That's the example with the story as well, but I'll be quick. I know we're running long now. So updated my CV on Seek. Okay. First thing and you did is updated your CV yeah. on Seek. Okay. Yeah, Seek was very good, but it was the real, the, like the real Prakhar, which is head of IT ops. No one used to call us. So then I started the reverse practice. Mm-hmm. I started seeing the jobs that I want to do, not like, you know, jobs that can come to me. So I saw a job, technical incident manager. And I'm like, you know, I have done incident management, but if I give this CV to the recruiter, they will say, say yeah, he's yeah, too high. Experience. It's yeah. just too high experience. So I changed my bloody entire LinkedIn at that mm-hmm. point in time. I changed my resume. I had a feeling that if I do this, it will mm-hmm. work and it worked. So you change it to incident manager. You put all the details of everything yes. you did in HCL and maybe so everything entire my last 10 years. Now it became 10 years of experience up in market, you know, and then incident management changed. But I actually told the founder, uh, Mehdi, when I met him, he took my interview and I, and I said to him that, look, I did this to get in front of you because it was hard to get in front of you. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is who I am. This is what I do. And this is what I've been doing with my company as well. So you can see that, you know, I can wear multiple hats for you. I can do your dirty support job. Mm-hmm. I can also, you know, manage your site reliability engineering team. I can also get you value towards different aspects of the business. Mm-hmm. So again, you carried, you did speak your career story. So this is another thing I want to highlight here. When you create a career story, uh, you can use it in different occasions and interview is the best place to use career story because you can't write everything on your resume and your, and again, I want to another thing validate here. A lot of people say, oh, is that moral to change uh, uh, profile? And I want to really say strongly, it is absolutely moral to do that. Absolutely moral to do that. And uh, when you get in the interview, you talk about it. No, like you did that transparently. I had to do that, but I'm worth more, much more than that. I've done much more than that, but this is the only way. I, I mean, this is unfortunate the, in the Australian environment. This is how it works. Recruiters yeah. will not call you for your worth. They will call you only word by word. You match the JD. JD. Exactly. And the guy who's writing the JD is also not really writing it properly because he's so busy and you know, burdened with his daily job. It's so yeah. unfortunate that JVD on basis of which you are being selected is not the real JD. Exactly. It's so yeah. unfortunate. How do you really get in, in, in front of the uh, hiring manager? So it's absolutely moral to change it <laughs> to be exactly what the JD says. And when you go in the interview, you share your story. You share your strength. No, as wonderful, I'm, man. As and when I came here, few of my friends were already there who studied with me in engineering. Hmm. You know, they used to say, you know what, it will take you three months. Yeah, months, you go to Coles and, you know, do the yeah, customer exactly. service, right? Yeah. Someone, someone, someone suggested me and won't take a name. Uber Eats is very good. Yeah. And I'm like, what? I'll rather go back to my country. I took a bloody 10, there's no harm in doing those jobs. A lot of people oh. have to do, but saying, if you live with people who can only think that much, Exactly. That's what you will be given as direction. So what do you exactly. do? You live with people who live differently. You know, as simple as that. You find your tribe, find your surroundings. Okay. So, 
<laughs> I mean that I mean I get excited about these things because these are the basic principles Prakash yeah. the reason I wanted to talk to you on this podcast you have used these principles really well and uh, of course some is luck some is uh, drive some is your own ability need to be out of your comfort zone all the time i mean this is also a, a wiring if we can all do a wiring where if i'm in comfort zone for a long time i should say oh well i'm going back in my life exactly right so just little bit outside comfort zone not like be in a dead zone or breakout zone break yeah. zone just exactly. little bit outside comfort zone and that will make you automatically do things that you have done so very very happy very proud of what you have done prakash so now you you did that and quickly we will wrap up in here because it has taken a lot of time so you got in that job you had the skills you had the mindset you proved your worth there you got permanent but again you left the job yes and how much 7 months 1 year almost an year almost okay. an year but Why i actually left that? that i had i had i had a baby in 2018 yeah but mm-hmm. what does what does it have to do with a good job in a startup so, it was a startup is, or sme it was a mid tier uh, sme we would say yeah. uh, you know it yeah. had uh, and you were directly working with the founder and you had made yes. it permanent and you were paying handsomely even, well i mean a newcomer never gets paid the amount that you were getting paid yep why would so, you leave the thing is again it was a 24/7 domino for me to manage about oh, okay so okay? it was a lot and of and i uh, thought that you know being a dad i should Take a job which where I can go into work-life balance. Okay, and you had your company was <laughs> still there. You had sold your company by then. No, it was still there. Still so there. It you sold it. Okay, another thing on my head. So I I I chose to do that. And again, this is a good thing for maybe people listening. The position at Simple was of customer support lead. <laughs> Don't tell me. It was a they customer were, support lead. It was nothing to do needing, with all wonderful things exactly. you had done in the past. They were needing a customer support lead to replace an existing person who was to you know take an exit, and I happened to them. So I met Aiden. I met that one time. But how? Know. Why would somebody hire you as customer support lead? That's it. So I went in there and said, "This is what I've been to the table." But um, how did you get on the table? So perfect. I saw the company. And there was a contractor recruiter which was in house, who was reaching out to me, chasing me. I was ignoring her. why why he was or he or she was chasing you it's just because you know they were looking for a customer support lead to be replaced or they were looking for someone who can you know scale up the service but you didn't have customer support experience exactly but it had incident management in my tagging so they were looking for somebody with an incident management. incident management because for them ah. was like incident management so that's how it all married up and you know my stuff came up when So Aiden, I still remember asked me this question. So why simple? And you know, this is great. Your CV and everything. I don't want to ask anything. Just you need to tell me how you know you're here for long or you're here for the six Same. months. Yeah, six months. And I'm like, look, I I said to him, and I still say to him. Well, now it's a bit different because the, he's one of the reasons I I am in this organization because you know I work for him. So I found another person in my life again. Mm. one who is better than me someone you know who I can look up to mm. uh in my life but look again coming back i said to him that i plan my six months i have six months of finance mm. if i don't have a job mm. i have six months of visibility what i want to achieve mm. and everything is evolved in six months and trust me asan that got taken in a very wrong direction by you know excellent employees over my bosses they thought i'm here for just six months mm. they didn't understood that a person like me I, I do not call myself successful or achiever. I call myself as a high performer. Mm. I perform, and I like to perform 
right mm. that's what drives me that's mm. what motivates me mm. so look long story short i worked myself way up from being you know supposedly a customer support lead now i was hired as head of services after the skill set and everything but oh, so it, in the interview he realized oh, okay you've come for a role but i think i have a better thing for you yeah and then it all right. it, it all started but i didn't do the support i did pick up the phone and said thank you for calling simple how may i help you because so for me no no work is small good if i can talk to that person who is reporting us like actually reporting a support issue you're basically telling me how i can make the application better True. and i very true that i said right. that despite being the cto one and odd look when my support team is off or they want to take time off i say you know what have the first line coming to me mm. i'll pick up the phone mm. <laughs> because mm. it's very it's very important to understand where you come from to your roots how you built on and your foundation and you keep going back assessing that because right. that's going to make you strong and help you right. believe in yourself more than anything and so it's been what close to 3 years in this organization yes 3 years and counting <laughs> so this is your longest tenure in anything any organization, organization your your work all right no that's good man see i got a lot out of this conversation and i'm very happy we had this conversation is there anything beyond this that you're thinking right now are starting another company or sanjo i am right now uh, signed up as an advisor for a company known as clickfluence yeah no so this is like connecting brand and influencers together plus i'm also voluntary helping a couple of other companies uh, more from a technology point of view right uh, you know as a consultant they right. spend some time with me just to take some guidance on you know what can do i also sort of work with people back in india and you know those those young guys who wants who wants a change i don't work with people more than 25 because <laughs> it's like you are mature enough then mm. you are young of that age you can mold them in the right way mold yeah. it or given direction i sort of spend time with them getting in one hour i'll connect you with one one cool team that i work with in india they are still studying year second year third year very very hungry hungry people i in, in lack of time i'm not able to cover one aspect prakar one which i wanted to really highlight is your way of telling a story that's that's something i wanted to highlight the other part was building brand which we could not cover when looking at your profile so everything you said these are also in a way part of building your brand where you volunteer where you advise companies that raises your profile when you talked about about insider magazine your your story was covered these are all part of branding and i think you do really well yeah thanks okay. son and look again it's 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 more of a continual process it's look it's a self investment yes know? so yeah it's a investment thing you know and again uh, son it's a mindset again right being from like coming from india you know we might buy a million dollar house but then to spend 50 dollars or 100 dollars a month on a subscription of linkedin premium for an example becomes you know shall i buy shall i not buy I, my request to all the audiences stop thinking investing in yourself getting coached by someone getting mentored by someone or buying tools to empower your life is the best thing that you can do this so i mean it's an unfortunate uh, that's the case but happy that you shared that message and i i whenever i talk to my friends and on alive i'm very vocal about these things anything you thought asan should have asked this question it was there in my mind which he did not ask well asan you covered on many things and you know thanks because you were able to then summarize it for the audience too because you know that's how 
when you like when look when you keep a raw conversation you need someone so you actually covered almost everything but i guess one thing that i think you should have asked is what's next <laughs> okay i'll ask again i did ask it so i said uh, so is there something you are starting your company i i asked and you said you are an advisor in that click uh, influence yes. thing and if i understand right uh, it's uh, more than that So yes. we'll leave it there. We'll leave it there. And in terms of your changing employment, uh, I didn't want to ask, and I think you don't have any. Do you? No. Nah. In terms of any any point, like any book or any people that you look up to that has inspired, who's kind of yeah. known people, they have their books or you know. And that's or... another big horror uh, discussion. But look, I'll I'll say the famous line of Karina Kapoor from Jab We Met: "I'm the hero of my story." Okay. Story might be small. Story might be big. I don't. Yeah. I build I, your own story. I'll I'll build my own whatever it is. And perfect. So the only book which I would suggest people, and especially people in the corporate life, is Art of War. Okay. Tao Zutsu. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Art of War because it basically gives you a different perspective when to hold yourself, when to say something. Mm. And yeah. Know, similar is a power. Uh, what's that power thing which is. Uh, Forty uh, laws of power. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you heard of that book for uh, the Robert Greene. Forty laws of power. Yeah, similar, similar thought. Anyway, so at least you've got given one reference, which is a very small, tiny book. Anybody can read, even if you're not in a habit of reading. And if and if you can't read it, just go and write famous quotes out of four. You will get yeah. like sixty quotes on Absolutely. Google search. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, how about your connectivity? Like, do you like people to connect you on LinkedIn? Uh, do you like to? Yes, and for sure, I like I like you know people connecting me on LinkedIn and and with that being said, if someone needs help and there are people in my network, there are people when I reached here in Australia, I have helped many people from India Fantastic. and also other from other country, other places. Yeah. For me, that doesn't matter. For me, what matters is if you have a purpose and you need help. If you want to, you know, I'm not someone who will give you a reference because oh, I don't know you that much, so I can I can't vouch for you, but. Mm. If you ask me that I'm trying to learn this and I want to make this out of it, mm. I'm I'm the guy who will say, you know what, speak to me over the weekend, half an hour, mm. and let's see. Awesome man, awesome. Really appreciate Prakar and uh, thank you for uh, your time and sharing your story, sharing a lot of uh, nuggets and it resonates a lot with me. So it was wonderful talking to you. Thanks, Hassan. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Empowering Indian Expats podcast with your host Ehsan Ali. I learned a lot from Prakash's story. I really like the fact that he started an internship with successful entrepreneurs while he was still studying engineering, and that helped him develop business acumen even before he entered workforce full time. I also realized he knew how to narrate his career story during an interview, uh, irrespective of what role he played in his past organization. He was able to sell. and himself in the new role and of course he is ambitious and is willing to take chances now that's all for me for now let me know what you got out of prakash's story and uh, if you are looking for your next big adventure either within employment or wanting to transition to entrepreneurship do connect with me on linkedin i may be able to help you myself or will connect you with someone who has already been on the journey you are contemplating right now